privilege of starting off reproducibility. Um, way <laughs> celebration noise. Um, we are three early career researchers or junior researchers podcasting from Oxford about reproducibility issues and more importantly about our journal club. I am Amy. I'm Sophia. I'm Sam. And uh, yeah, we're psychologists, which is great. And <laughs> I will introduce myself first, which is also great. So um, I'm, I'm not conceited like that. Um, oh, yeah. And we are drinking tea because it's reproducibility. So that's whole important pun to thing say. Going on. Yeah, we, you know, puns are important in the UK. They are vital to everything that we do. So, yeah. That's how you make friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's You make friends by drinking tea and making, and making puns. puns, literally. So, so yeah. Um, cool. I am a third year DPhil student in kind of, we say DPhil at Oxford, but we actually just mean PhD. Um, do not ask me why. It confuses Sounds us. Posher. <laughs> yeah, it confuses us and everyone else as much as everyone else. If that makes sense. Probably not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I am a third year. I'm not really close to finishing. So, please don't be one of those people that ask me when I am done. I will be done before the end of the millennium. <laughs> um, and I am researching how technology use affects kids, which is a very great research area to talk about reproducibility because everything's pretty shit. already going bleak already going bleak no no I'm gonna we're smiling guys Um, we're laughing too much okay serious Sam Uh, so I'm Sam I am a postdoc who has not yet finished his PhD because that's how academia works sometimes Um, I work in Oxford um, similar to Amy we we look more at cognitive biases we? associated with... We? You? Sorry, we, my lad. The royal we. The royal I, I, I often, I often <laughs> use the royal we. We have done this study and then everybody's like, it's you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's you and someone that's put their name on the end. Yeah. <laughs> the it's royal you and the we. person who gets the money <laughs> and gives you a bit of money. Gives you the, the teeniest, tiniest amount. Yeah. Um, so I'm, we get I'm it. You're the, oldest. the lucky one in the group that actually gets paid. Um, a substantial amount more a, a substantial, than, uh, okay, more, than we yes. get paid it is a nice pay bump look, yeah. look forward to that um, <laughs> that's all that's, that's all from me ah. uh, yeah hi I'm Sophia Cruvel Cruvel I'm going to be the yeah, worst I made them, I made them try to pronounce it earlier <laughs> so, so I, I remember it by taking Cruvella de Bill <laughs> you just went Cruvella <laughs> not Cruella. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm very good at names, as you can imagine. I'm going to use the recording of your name to try and be able to pronounce your name. It's like when people <laughs> copy paste your name into emails and they like forget to remove the formatting. And it's like clearly a different. <laughs> you probably get that because you have that. an umlaut. Yes. No. Well, people just don't use the umlaut as well. Mm. Or the A at the end of my like first name. Well, okay, we, anyway. we're, we're talking about your name quite a lot now. Sorry, yeah, it's weird. Okay, I'm Sophia Clavel for the last time. <laughs> I'm a master's student at the University of Amsterdam um, in, in psychology. I'm uh, currently a visiting student at Oxford in a, dis- in a decision-making lab. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Sophia is with us till August. So be sad when she leaves. Um, then we'll just have to rant over Twitter even more, <laughs> which is... And Skype. And Skype. Yeah. Um, so this idea kind of started out, I think, in February or March when I was at a workshop about reproducibility issues in Windsor. And there were quite a few kind of all my academic gods <laughs> were there and I was starstruck and quite a lot of cool people and researchers I knew over Twitter who are junior like me were there as well. And I was kind of talking to Julia Rohau who was did a journal club at Leipzig and they covered some papers and it was you know, it was interesting and I enjoyed hearing about it because naturally we've been, Sam and I have been thinking about doing something at Oxford for quite some time. But I don't think we would have done it if I wouldn't have kind of just out of the blue thought of the most amazing pun ever, <laughs> um, which is reproducibility. So, yeah, clapping noises, please. Um, and so, gifs. And Lots of minion gifs. It's gifs. Not Jess. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this, that's a topic for another episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> we do communicate a lot in GIFs because we're millennials. Um, or iGen. And mm. so we, so I tweeted about it and a lot of people were like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's a really cool name. And then that's kind of how Twitter is, is that you tweet about something and then you kind of need to do it. <laughs> It so, needs to be a thing now. Before have the fully informed idea. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> I've got a name. I've got a brand. <laughs> I've got a... And then we built a brand because Sophia came up with the most amazing logo ever. Heavily adapted from the Open Data Badge. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, you use Photoshop, which is better mm. than most researchers. <laughs> um, I don't think Sam and I could have done that. And yeah, I think... How did it go on? I don't really know. I just remember that the name was really good well and then we then we met up and um talked about what we could possibly do for this mm. general club idea and it was quite close to term yeah. so isn't term time so um. oxford <laughs> oxford has eight week terms um they only have three eight week terms so actually the students are only half a year in the year which is kind of ridiculous but yeah it was very close to term and because then they only come back in october so we needed to get it into the summer term so sorry, I've been can I've been keep on kind of mansplaining things to you. Amy's <laughs> explaining. Amy's I think so. In a lot of our conversations, at least, we we had talked quite a lot about wouldn't it be good if the department did X Y Z? Yeah. Um, and the problem with that sometimes is that as another career researcher, you want to change everything from the ground up within mm. the day, and. Burn it all down. Burn it all down, start again. Sadly, this isn't an approach that <laughs> more senior people like to follow. Um, so I think part of mm. the idea of a journal club was that it's a very low-hanging fruit. It doesn't yeah. really require too much time, not really that much in the way of resources, although part of the way that we try to draw people in is with food and tea. Um, that we luckily got sponsoring for. That we did yeah. get sponsor yeah. sponsoring for. Big so. shout out to Reproducible Research Oxford and Way. Laura, who <laughs> has been um, incredible in supporting our journal club by giving us a few bucks to buy uh, pastries donuts. and <laughs> donuts. donuts and bread. But, you know, that's, that's how you do it. And it's definitely something that 
any senior, more senior researcher within any department can do is just, even just words of encouragement to early career researchers about something as relatively small scale as getting a group of people in a room and talking about a paper every week. Yeah, and then we, we've got, we, you know, we have been building a really great kind of community Tea. <laughs> um, sorry, this is gonna go on forever. Um, I, I, I'm actually not that good at puns, so I just reuse one all the time. <laughs> just the um, two. But yeah, so we we and we've been talking a lot about this over Twitter and over Slack with different people, and we heard from other people at other universities interested in setting things up or saying, oh, I wish this was at my uni or oh, I wish I could join. And we even had people join from other uni universities for one session, other departments. So yeah, that, so that was it's really, cool. really good. I think that was a nice reassurance as well as some undergrads coming, which surprised me mm. in that there is a real interest in mm. building this wider community. <laughs> um, of the disability that, community. That yeah. <laughs> oh, too many teas. There's, there's, there's this interest in. God, that would make the best t shirt. Too <laughs> many teas. <laughs> Sorry. So, what, one thing that oh we should also tell, tell the listeners is that an awful lot of our early conversations when we were also picking which papers and so on was also about how we can merchandise reproducibility. <laughs> Which I, not I think, even for profit, just not, for not even, yeah, just just yeah. purely because we wanted merch. So if there are any big donors out there, please <laughs> consider sending money to Reproducibility so that we can print Reproducibility mugs, Reproducibility T-shirts, and other cool Reproducibility uh, yeah. if there's anything merchandise. That the open science framework has shown us is that having <laughs> small rewards like badges, or in our case, T-shirts and mugs. <laughs> People will want to do good science. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get the department to give us money by putting their logo on the back, but we haven't been that successful. Um, but you know, we all we all need to start somewhere, and yeah. And I thought you just put on your radio voice for um, for that shout out to yeah. people possibly. Like... I like leaned in yeah. as well. Leaned in. Leaned in yeah. and then, like, that, that slightly lower radio Low. voice. <laughs> Well, you out there. For anyone listening out there. <laughs> now this is getting a bit too far. Um, this is this is this is still reproducibility. Just if you are wondering. And we wanted to. Well, have we talked enough about? Well, no. Let's talk a bit about the structure of the journal club because I think that's quite important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess so. We uh, chose some papers that we thought were quite crucial to. The debates and then um, sent well, sent those around. <laughs> Sophia is dying in the chat now. You need to say that Sophia is the baby of our group, so she's allowed so to, to have a bit of fits here and there. Um, it's I'm okay, still Sophia. Learning how to talk. Um, what am I saying? Uh, yeah, and then well, yeah, we chose some papers that we thought um, are important to those discussions, and um, then sort of looked at what kind of topics they're most uh, important to and um, so we have a different topic for every single week sort of um, get, giving a good overview of the entire um, well, situation I mean, and yeah. discussion I mean like obviously they're not an actual full overview of everything that's happening but an introduction to people who um, either have read these things already or are reading them and want to, want to read them again 
Yeah, Britain, that's the same thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> either people who've read these things already or, or haven't. people who haven't and would like to get involved. Yeah, and I, I think what I find confusing when I, and I, I often think back about when I wasn't involved in these reproducibility issues, you often would hear buzzwords like open science or pre-registration and it would kind of just fly over your head and you wouldn't really see it as one big thing. And actually what is nice of having eight different weeks with eight different topics is that we can cover quite a large range of different different areas and different buzzwords and different solutions um talking about incentives talking about open data talking about registered reports and i think in the discussions we're then starting to build a bigger picture about how big this movement actually is and how much actually needs to change for our science to improve which is positive and negative at times yeah. and I think it offers it offers something to so as background especially in somewhere like Oxford we have lots of individual labs that are largely segmented so we're in a situation where it's possible that maybe maybe someone's the only person within their lab that is interested or or that's begun to read about these issues and is genuinely concerned about the way that they're doing their own research um, or wants to change practice but maybe hasn't found the people to talk about all of these issues with yet and I think that's in our early discussions about reproducibility <laughs> that's exactly what we wanted to offer as well so not not only an introduction for people that haven't haven't really got to grips with these things yet but also sort of a soundboard for for people to kind of find their reproducible open science people you all you're all not as enthusiastic as i am about these puns um, <laughs> we totally are. okay you Sorry, I, I i will show more enthusiasm yeah I'll, you're the I'll, only real brit on I this table break from my monotone yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well but um, i think i think it, it is a serious thing is that i think at times thinking about open science issues can feel incredibly isolating. You know, mm. you, you feel like everything's burning around you and everybody's just kind of like that, that, that dog in that gif where it's like, everything's fine here and like everything's mm -hmm. just burning. And, you, and you, you do feel like that sometimes. And I think that's also why we thought, well, Sam started bringing up the idea of a podcast. And I think it started really sticking to us because I think we all know the feeling of of that being isolated and being and worrying, you know, am I thinking the right things? Am I questioning things that I shouldn't be questioning? Um, is me spending time on this gonna kind of kill my career or will it cause me problems later on? But then we all want to do the good, best science. Like nobody goes into science being like, I want to pee hack and just tell stories, you know, but <laughs> somehow people end up in that situation. So. I guess the podcast is also a way for us to share these discussions and conversations we've had at Oxford with a bit of a wider community and, and get people involved and um, hopefully also hear your ideas um, about what we've been talking about and just get the conversation going in a kind of more modern and inclusive and international way. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> anything oh, well, to yeah, add well i guess I've, i probably should say that obviously like i've got a slightly different mm. perspective in that um amsterdam is in lots of ways an open science sort of heaven 
and um, it's like the bubble in the bubble exactly. in the bubble. It's um, like where everybody so... where they drink milk from fountains and <laughs> they it's like paradise. Well, I mean, the tap where... water is so much better in the UK. <laughs> to be fair, so <laughs> if that's your idea of paradise, it yeah. actually is true. Um, so in the end, so I guess it's very important to like something mention because I guess have like a different. Um, different perspective on something yeah and I I think I think this is something that's also important isn't it that we all have different perspectives Mm. we're all in different stages of our very young academic careers um we all research different things um we yeah we're also in very different situations even though that we're all in the same university at the moment doesn't mean that we have the same perspective on things either yeah and I think the the fact that we are very junior, um, which I can still say, having not completed yet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. keep using that. Well, um, I think, I think t- till you get a permanent position, people still think that you're, you can be thrown away at any instance. So you're still yeah. junior. Well, I mean, essentially you can, right? Which is the... Yeah. Which is also why I think this... Why, part of the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place is that I think even though there are some amazing podcasts out there about being a scientist and science issues that we'll talk about as well, they're still from more of a perspective of someone that's a bit more, a lot more established that already has all the, all the papers out that really gives them their own identity and their own kind of name within the field. Whereas we're that much junior that I think I think the fact that that us not being as sort of quote unquote experienced is also part of the reason why I think many people don't try to do as much of the public engagement and so on because you can there's always the possibility of being shot down for the very reason that you're too junior and both because that annoys me um, but also because I think there, there's still a lot to offer from an early career perspective because it's not being talked about that much and I think hearing things from tenured academics is great but I can't help but think that still doesn't quite capture the perspective of people that don't know where they're going to be working in a year's time well and the the amazing thing about the open science movement if you if you call it a movement is that it's mainly driven by junior people you know we well you know the the changes can actually be made by by senior people and we you know this is something that that is incredibly frustrating at times but what makes us different than other kind of top-down innovations is that people are really screaming for things to change Hmm. because um we see that things are going the wrong way and that we're not in that we're in science we can still be in science for the right reasons and we know how we can do things better and i think that's been really great in the journal club is that you get quite a lot of young academics um whether at the beginning of their phd or in their masters or kind of in our stages as well and we can still be kind of positive about things and i think that that really makes a difference is that the we're kind of creating communities and we're supporting each other um and that's been really a key thing that i felt in the last few years when i started to get involved um is the community aspect and the kind of giving power to junior people and <laughs> making our voices heard but yeah it's 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 kind of kind of quite important well, well yeah so, so, so in a way the um 
the goals of the podcast quite nicely mirror the goals of the, the journal club. So, mm-hmm. um, information, right, being a resource um, for other people who um, maybe yeah, maybe aren't that involved yet but want to know more, and um, also, well, maybe not community building in the same way that the journal club is, but make you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. It's very, very easy to feel like you're alone in this, whether it's, I mean, in some places you may be the only person in your department, in your institution yeah, that you know of. There may be more, but that's hopefully what this can kind of help draw people together. Yeah. So more or less, it'll be eight episodes, maybe with some at the end, kind of talking more about our experiences as junior, as junior people um, in general with maybe some rants if Sam gets his way. <laughs> um, you can see we'll have a couple of discussions um, on air about how ranty we are supposed to be. Um, but yeah, it'll be eight episodes and we'll cover everything from kind of how, where it all began, some key papers at the beginning to, you know, how can we actually do open science? What are the incentive structures? Is science actually self-correcting? Has the debate gone too far? And there's some, and registered reports, which I can't can't not mention, mm-hmm. um, but I think there was a really Taking away great the solutions. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people wanted to listen anymore. <laughs> yeah, guys, there are actually some solutions that could actually make a difference. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> some people are trying to put water on the fire. Yeah. Well, so more or less, we'll. <laughs> We'll describe the fire in eight easy episodes <laughs> um, and hopefully they'll kind of be engaging and we'll talk about the discussions we had as a group here at Oxford but we'll also try to get some um, people involved who maybe wrote the papers or contribute to them or can give us an expert opinion as well so it should be a really nice collection of things yeah. and I think as part of one of the benefits of a podcast is that we can also offer show notes which can become which I, I envisage as being a good resource of here's not just what we have talked about, but here's a lot of additional things that you can look into, some resources, some how-to guides, because then that way we can really expand on what we're trying to do with the journal club and give people a sort of introduction. How could you get started with these? So, for example, uh, registered reports. Yeah, beginnings are hard. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, like podcast yeah. beginnings are hard too. Not I did not practice my beginning of the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, difficult. I think you actually started this one with so. Did I? Oh no! Oh my god! Now we need to re-record it. Maybe no. again. Again. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, is this episode one? Now, now I'm getting confused myself. This will be our introductory episode. This will be episode um, zero. Yeah, well, I no? Episodes, yeah, is, episode is, is, zero. Is, is there a T pun in here somewhere? Is there some word? Like T minus something. T minus yeah. one. Well, while we while we start try to think of a tea pun, um, I hope you can make yourself a mug of tea. Oh, and that the introductory no. <laughs> <laughs> introductory tea. Sorry. In, yeah, the introductory. Um, thank you for listening to reproducibility, um, and we hope to um, see you at our next podcast or hear you at our next podcast. What were no, you we don't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we we would love to hear you. 
Um, <laughs> now I, um, anyways, this is, we still need to practice how we end our podcast. Um, but yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.